1: Hey everybody, welcome back to Marketing Trends. I am super stoked about the person we have in the virtual studio, the brand that we have in the virtual studio. Many of you have heard of this brand. If you haven't, you will certainly know about it after this conversation. Let me tell you a little bit about the man, the myth, the legend, Keith Knapp. Keith Knapp is the Director of Marketing at CrossFit. Crossfit if you haven't heard it's the largest fitness chain in the world more than 13,000 affiliate gyms and growing there's over 125,000 crossfit credentialed trainers and a cool fa- fact I like to also mention is the crossfit games which are amazing by the way those are open to all ages so whether you're listening to this and you're 2 4 6 8 80 you can jump into the crossfit games so Keith Knapp, this is a really, really cool human being. He is, like I said, the director of marketing. He's got experience leading government affairs efforts at a state and federal level, selling all kinds of products and services in the B2C and the B2B environment, Uh, leading tech startups, launching new brands inside and outside the walls of one of the world's largest CPG companies. This guy has innovation and strategy. He's got a deep understanding. He's consulted with Fortune 500 brands and companies. I'll stop there. I could keep going. Keith, welcome to Marketing Trends.
0: Jeremy, thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
1: Dude, I'm super excited. I, I kind of just want to talk about the fact that you yesterday you you mentioned on our prep call that you had last summer jumped into a, your, a, triath- a triathlon that you had just signed up for on a whim. And you said that you you didn't train for it just signed up and said let's see how we do and you actually ended up on the podium let's just start there what is that about
0: yeah it's uh it, it was you know i uh was a former collegiate track and field athlete so the endurance side makes a lot of sense um i was a 10k and steeplechase runner in college um and i actually had some swimming background i swam all the way through high school so there was a, there was some like natural, um, tendencies that, that led to that. Um, and I had also happened to be working at a bike company last summer. So there were like some things that led to that, but, um, to jump into that, I mean, literally a friend, um, we were sitting at a pool party at actually his daughter's birthday party at their pool. And he said, Hey, I'm doing a triathlon next weekend. You want to do it with me? And I said, sure. Why not? <laughs> uh, jumped in and he, he, uh, did not appreciate as much as you did that I landed on the podium. Cause he had trained like all summer for it. And, I was like, what the heck? Why did I invite this guy to to show up? But yeah, it was was an awesome experience. Um, The triathlon space is really exciting. And and like I said, I was a collegiate distance runner and a swimmer. So people were always like, when are you going to do a triathlon? Um, So I did one and it ended up well. Are you going to do it again? I think I will. What's crazy, uh, Jeremy, is I actually ended up qualifying for um, like the age group nationals. Oh, wow. Like Did one race. And I got like from USA triathlon, got like an email like, Hey, you qualified for age nationals. Would you like to? And I was like, my wife's like, no, across the country to do a triathlon. Like you don't even train for this stuff. So,
1: oh. um,
0: but yeah, well, I'll definitely do another one.
1: That's cool. Okay. All right. So that's awesome. Let's shift to the suck CrossFit here. Um, you know, CrossFit has the really interesting business model. I would imagine it has a kind of significant impact on your actual marketing strategy. For sure. Uh, there, w- there was a recent podcast that you did with Solomon Haynes. Shout out, Solomon. You outlined CrossFit's like three lines of business. Mm-hmm. Can you briefly run through those to kind of set a foundation for our listeners?
0: Yeah, for sure. So um, CrossFit, world leading um, fitness, health and fitness uh, brand. Um, we've got three kind of unique lines of business. One is um, education. So education and training, that's where um, the 125,000 uh, credentialed trainers across the world come from. We uh, teach people about the CrossFit methodology, help them understand how movements should look and feel, um, and also give them some understanding as to how to coach other people in those movements. Um, huge pillars for us um, in the education space and, and in the gym operation operation spaces safety, efficacy, and efficiency. So how do you safely perform the movements? Um, how do you uh, drive efficacy? So how do you make sure that the workouts are effective um, and efficient? Like if you do constantly varied functional movement with high intensity, there's no more efficient way to get into peak physical fitness. Um, so those are three things that we teach in the, the CrossFit Level One, which is kind of the base level of our educational program. Um, and then we also certify credential trainers um, at the L2 level, which is more of an applied training, L3 level, which is like true um, subject matter expertise. And then at the L4 level, we just relaunched the L4 this year, um, which is like the true practical um, application of being able to step into any gym in any environment and coach an effective class, regardless of who walks in the door. So that's the education side of the business. Then we have the gym side of the business, or kind of the affiliate side of the business. You mentioned more than thirteen thousand affiliates across the world. In order to be a CrossFit gym, you pay a an annual fee, and you can use our brand on your door, our brand on your T-shirts, our brand in your marketing. Um, and that means a lot. Like it's it's really um, it's hard to like put into really simple terms how big the brand of CrossFit is. But if you do like just a really simple Google Trends search, and you put CrossFit up against any other fitness brand that you can imagine, there's there's not a question what sits at the top. It's very cut. It's super cut and dry. And that's the value of being a CrossFit affiliate. When people are looking for a gym near them, um, if they're looking for a CrossFit gym, our affiliates show up first. So that's the affiliate side of the business. And then we also have the sports side of the business. That's where the CrossFit games come from. That's where all of our semifinals and all of our licensed events come from. That's the that's the competitive side um, of this thing. So um, before CrossFit came onto the scene in 2020 or 2000, there was no definition for fitness. There was no way to measure it. There was no way to determine who was most fit. Uh, When we defined fitness, defined what all that meant, it created an opportunity for us to to prove um, that people who did CrossFit were fitter or more fit than people who did not. So that's where the sports side comes from. I'm really excited the game started. In 2007 and every year we've had a games since then
1: that's one of my favorite i mean that's one of my favorite parts about crossfit i mean whether whether you are a fan of crossfit or or not if you have never it, i mean if you tune into the crossfit games i mean it's just one of the most exciting events and the human beings that show up to these things it's just uh, inspiring is just the word i'm thinking of but it's like it's like ridiculous to see the things that these people are doing and then every year you just i mean it's like the stakes are higher and everybody's in even better shape. It's like I, it's what the heck is going on? Um. So, an interesting thing about you, Keith, is that you're within your first six months at CrossFit, right?
0: Yeah, still, still super fresh.
1: Still super <laughs> fresh. So, so just tell me about like, what are you assessing in the first, you know, the first six months there? Now, what are you focusing? What are you keying in on? What are you noticing? What what's surprising you? Like, because that's a really important time for you to be at that at that stage. You made it past your first 90 days. You're into the six month mark. You know, you're, what's, what's been important to you kind of assessing this brand, assessing the opportunity in these different lines of business?
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, one of the, one of the things that um, I actually mentioned on the podcast with Solomon, uh, again, shout out to Solomon, um, was that for nearly 20 years of CrossFit's history, marketing, like the word marketing was kind of in a way a dirty word. And I say that kind of in jest um, more than in reality, because um, what the team from 2000 until 2020 did was miraculous um, from a content perspective. And that was the that was the marketing. But what we're what we're kind of shifting toward now is a. Um, media and marketing model. So media is what the team has been called since the beginning. Um, In a lot of ways, uh, their marketing was just telling the story of the person who does CrossFit inside an affiliate, right? The really amazing thing about about CrossFit and about the people who do CrossFit and the environment that they're in, if you walk in the door of any affiliate, like you'll see crazy things happen. Um, People doing things that Prior to CrossFit, nobody would have thought was a, a reasonable thing. Like we, you've got like grandmothers and grandkids doing box jumps on the same box at the same time. Like it's um, to be able to walk into a, any, I mean, this is true in any affiliate anywhere um, and watch people of all ages, all sizes, all backgrounds, like cheering at the top of their lungs for the person who's in last place is wild, right? It's super cool, like that dynamic is um, powerful and uh, the team has been telling that story for 22 years now. What we think we have an opportunity to do is start to distribute that story and to start to distribute that content into some places where we maybe haven't been as vocal. So reaching out to some demographics and some audiences that maybe haven't been engaged yet. um, And in a lot of ways to the audiences that probably need CrossFit. Um, so, folks who are struggling with obesity and, and um, other chronic illnesses, folks who are maybe a little bit marginalized in terms of their access—that's um, an opportunity that we think is is really powerful for us. Not only because we want to grow the business, but because we want to grow the impact. Like th- this brand was started on the foundation of service, and that's really where we want to continue to be. Like this is an opportunity for us to truly. Um, and Don Fowler, our CEO has said this on other, you know, in, in places where he showed up, he, he, spent some of his, um, formative leadership years at Facebook, now Meta, Pinterest, Google. And he, he said this, um, openly, so I'm, I'm comfortable sharing as well. He thinks that CrossFit has the, has an opportunity to have a bigger impact on humanity than any of those other brands combined. Wow. And, and we think we're in that, we, we truly believe that, um, so that's what's really powerful. That's what's really exciting about being in this role. Is like, um, I think you you probably saw in in some of the stuff on like LinkedIn profile. Like I have this like predisposition to believe that I can change the world, and it's probably the the like millennial in me speaking to some extent. Despite the gray beard, I am a millennial. Um, <laughs> I believe in my bones that I can actually have an impact on on the world in a profound way, um, and I man, I might end up getting a little emotional when I talk about this. Like part of why this is so important for me is that audience that I just talked about is my entire family. And I've shared this with my team. I've shared this with folks that I've, uh, that I've met in this journey. Both of my parents are type two diabetics. My younger brother is pre-diabetic. I've got a sister who's had chronic depression her whole life and is also morbidly obese. Um, another sister who's also kind of on the, on that um, side. And I mean, I've, I've been doing cross since, since 2008, like, was really easy for me to walk in the door of an affiliate the first time. Um, super simple. Like I was a, have been an athlete my whole life. Um, it th- that felt like a home to me. It does not necessarily feel like a like an, a natural place for my family to want to walk in the front door. And so that's the opportunity we have is to distribute that content, distribute the story of how lives change inside of affiliates to folks who. Need that message, and to make them feel as comfortable about walking the front door as I felt walking in the front door the first time I ever went.
1: Mm, that's man, that's powerful. Thanks for being vulnerable there. That's that's awesome. Sure, and certainly appreciate that. Um, just as an aside, as you know, you're sharing, you know, two pieces. One, you know, when I walked into my first CrossFit gym, as you said, and I've been to a few in Texas. I'm in Austin. I've been to a few here, and, and also in Louisiana, where I'm from, and you know, the thing that like is resoundingly clear when I walk into these places is like this sense of community is ridiculous. Like the camaraderie and like you said, whether it's they're just doing the daily wad or they're doing like a small little competition in the gym or they've got some other gyms competing. I mean, everyone is just so in sync around community and supporting each other. And you do see all ages, all shapes and sizes and that piece I feel like is so that's like the magic of crossFit. it's like the community piece, like to me someone asked me how do you describe it? It's like it's community in like the best way because yeah. you're it's it's like you're working you know mind body spirit in these places it's it's this inclusive, beautiful experience for sure, so how important is the community piece to this brand today in twenty twenty
0: two yeah i mean you 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 said it better than I could say it, man. I mean, like that, that is the That's the anchor for it all. Um, The people that you go and and do a workout with, um, that you go and do a CrossFit workout with, that's what makes it completely different than anywhere else. And like that pops up in other places. Like let's not like um, skirt around the fact that there are um, really cool communities of people in other places doing really cool things, but it's universally true that when you go into a CrossFit gym, that community um, feel exists. It, it's not a sometimes or a maybe. It's an always. Like it might take a couple of, um, of visits for somebody to truly feel like they're part of it, but like you're welcome. Like you walk in the front door and people are like shaking your hand, giving you a high five. Hey, have no idea who you are, and that's cool. Like um, people who have walked in the the doors of an affiliate recognize that. And they're like, oh, yeah, like, get it, obviously. Um, Just helping expose people who maybe haven't taken that step yet, that that's what's going to happen when you walk in, no matter who you are. And the, the reason that that happens is something that is very unique to CrossFit. And it's that every single person in that gym does the same workout. CrossFit is infinitely scalable. So when we say do the same workout, we don't see, we don't mean that every single person is lifting the same amount of weight or doing the movement in the exact same way. But if the workout has squats and pushups and a deadlift in it, like everybody's doing squats, push ups, and a deadlift, whether that has to be squats with 300 pounds in your back or air squats or squats to a box, like everybody's doing squats and um, intensity is relative, right? So like If I'm somebody who can do back squats with 225 for reps and my mom is somebody who can do box squats to a box with just her body weight for reps, that intensity is going to be relative. Like For me, um, I'm pushing as hard as I can to get that 225 up. My mom's pushing as hard as she can to get off that box every time, but everybody is working hard. And there's also something that's really unique about going into an affiliate versus um, working out in a garage. I work out in my garage a lot. Um, That's actually where I started. Um, But there is something very unique about doing that workout inside an affiliate with other people. Like there's just a little bit of a different, like I can get up to 10 by myself in my garage, but you get up, you get into an affiliate with other people and it's an 11. And that's something else that's really cool because everybody else in that class is turning that dial themselves just a little bit more. That's where, um, efficiency comes from and that's where effectiveness comes from. And that's, you're, you're right. I mean, you described it yourself as the magic of CrossFit. That, that really is a magical thing.
1: Mm. Is this true that like some of your marketing efforts like have to be coordinated through these, these affiliates? Is that, is that accurate?
0: It is in some ways. Um, because like at the end of the day, we don't offer anything to the end consumer, um, right now. Uh, we do offer the open and, and that's a way for the end consumer to be engaged in, in CrossFit in the kind of in the sports side, but people who do CrossFit do it in our affiliates and they're all independently owned small businesses. Um, it's actually a really cool um, model because there is, there is I really don't think there's another model like it where we are truly empowering entrepreneurs all over the world. We don't own any of their, um, users. Those are their users and their members. And so, um, they've got to do the work, the work, the onus is on them to bring people in the door. We can, um, build and protect the brand and to, um, establish really great brand love. But at the end of the day, like in order to engage in the act of doing CrossFit, you got to go into a CrossFit affiliate. So we are, working um, more closely than we ever have before with our affiliate community, trying to create some opportunities for them to um, share our message in a little bit of a different way.
1: So uh, yeah, I was thinking, if it was curious if like, now, you know, even supporting them with like, Hey, here's some effective advertising. Like, here's something you can do. Like, are you giving, yep. like, are you passing marketing strategy down to, at the local level? Are you doing that yes. kind of thing? Okay.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that's one of the things that's what I was just getting ready to say is like this year was the first year um, we actually yeah. launched in August. And so I can't take any credit for this. This is like all credit to the team that, that has been here for, um you know, forever but for the first time ever, we created a, an affiliate content kit, and what basically what that was was an opportunity for the affiliates to log in through the affiliate portal and download a bunch of assets that we had created for them. Um, we obviously ran those assets ourselves. We, um, you know, publish that stuff on the channels that we have access to ourselves through our email of the day, um, through our YouTube channels, all of our social channels, but. Did a couple commercial style videos. We did a couple videos about like what happens in the affiliate. We had a bunch of kind of interview style um, videos with folks that you might not recognize as like the crossfit athlete is um, a way to help people bridge the gap between the perception of what a crossfit athlete is and what the reality of a crossfit athlete is. So that was one of the first things that we or one of the things we did this year for the first time ever. and now that we've got that, kind of system in place, the goal is absolutely to continually upload um, new assets and new tools that the affiliates can use to drive brand awareness in their own communities.
1: Is there like an emphasis on you know, supporting these affiliates in a different way, given that we, you know, we're heading into some economic headwinds, you know, where all the brands I talked to are having to do more with less, budgets are getting cut or budgets are flat. You know, the world knows that there's a lot of, you know, economic pressures, either happening now or coming. Mm -hmm. Uh, And CrossFit has been, you know, has been a brand through recessions and, you know, and up into the pandemic and all the things. So it's not new for the brand. But what's has there been any nuance to kind of things that are coming down the pipeline? Is the message changing? Is the support different now for your affiliates because of the way the world is? We just love your thoughts on that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say that it's different because of the way the world is, but it is different because of what we want to provide for affiliates. And this is so this shift, I think, has um, it's been ongoing for the past several years, but um, we're really continuing to lean into providing more support for affiliate owners. In a lot of ways, when the affiliate program first started um, you know, a couple decades ago, it was more of a hey, you're now your own independent business. You can do whatever you want. You get to use the CrossFit name, but like we're hands off. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. There's a lot of affiliate owners um, that have been around for a long time that are like, yeah, back up. Like I got this. And that that's totally fine. Like they're like we, th- that's an incredible place for an affiliate owner to be. But there's also a, a a large group of affiliate owners that are like, hey man, it would be great if we could get some additional support. Like we sometimes have trouble like figuring out how to get the right lease. We have sometimes we have trouble trying to deal with zoning issues. We have sometimes we have issues trying to figure out how to build the right website uh, experience for people who are trying to find our gym. And so. We have been leaning into more of an affiliate kind of support ecosystem where we're providing some things like that. So like information on like, does the right um, marketing and communication strategy look like for a local business? What does the right real estate plan look like for starting or growing your affiliate? Um, absolutely leaning into some, some of that. And it really is just a way for us to kind of live out the service mentality that we've been, a, been about since day one.
1: Talk a little bit about kind of your data strategy. I imagine CrossFit has loads of unique customer data and you probably came in, you probably were exposed to that, but what are you doing to kind of manage and capture customer data now?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting um, because while we do have a lot of data, the access to customer data in a lot of ways is, is like a step removed from us. And part of that was by design because we are empowering these local small business owners most of the information that is that is out there about the people who do CrossFit. Um, there's mil, you know more than two and a half million people across the world that, are, that we believe are doing CrossFit um, every day actively. And most of those people, the, the information about the people lives in the, the record or in the books of the individual affiliate owners. That's something we don't necessarily have access to, but what we do have access to is all the information about people who do the CrossFit Open. The number of people who do the CrossFit Open every year Uh, ranges somewhere in the 200 to 400,000 range. So tons of people are coming in. And that's another really cool thing about the sport side of the business is every single year we host the largest global competition in history. It's bananas that there's, you know, hundreds of thousands of people all over the world that are doing the same three to five workouts um, at the same time for five weeks during February um it's really cool so we do have that information and we've got a lot of other information too like the number of people that visit our website every day is is ridiculous uh, the number of people we send emails to every day is kind of ridiculous like our email a day goes out to over half a million people every single day um really great open rates people love the content that we put out so we do have information like that we've got a great um we've got a great bit of information about the affiliate owners. Like who they are, where they come from, what their backgrounds are, like all that stuff kind of comes into us as well. So there's cert- certainly no um, shortage of, of data. And we've, we've got a great team in place to, to capitalize on that. But we also recognize that there's some additional opportunity for us to learn a little bit more about the folks who do, do CrossFit every day.
1: Have you turned to AI and like automations to simplify things like predicting customer behavior, data management, things like that?
0: Not a ton um oh, really? I okay. think what we're what we've done over the past you and, and I say we um I have not been a part of much of this just because of how new I am. There have been a couple of projects over the past year or so um that were really a true like lay of the land analysis. um we send out a census um at the at the end of twenty 21. Um, so at the end of 2020 we sent out a big sentence. it was the first like true census survey that we did with our entire community and that went out through affiliates and through our email today and through some of some of our other channels and it was really just an analysis of like hey where are you with crossFit like do you how often do you do it do you go into a gym do you do it at your garage how big is the community that you interact with um you know obviously all the standard demographic stuff but then we also did some behavioral analysis too, like what mindset drove you to do crossfit in the first place what um like what ideas do you have about like hard work and its value in your life like all that you know we did a bunch of stuff like that and it's really cool to dig through it um there's actually this really cool um conversation that we've got going internally about grit so like you know angela duckworth um the grit scale or whatever and one of my colleagues has, has been looking, reading that book and at the same time looking at some of that census sur- survey data and we've got this like internal dialogue going back and forth like do gritty people do CrossFit or does CrossFit make people gritty? And it's crazy because um, we've all been like sending out like personal Instagram like uh, polls like for our own networks and every single one is coming back like dead split in the middle <laughs> which is really interesting, right? That is. Um, I'm 100% convinced that CrossFit makes people gritty. <laughs> and, there, and when I told my colleague who originally came up with this idea or like originally came up with this question that that was the case, she was like, that's ridiculous. Like you ran, you were a collegiate athlete. How could you ever say that you weren't gritty before you did CrossFit? And I'm like, Fine. Good point. Um, There was a point in my life that I ran 120 miles a week. Like there's there's a screw loose somewhere in me. Um, (laughs) That being said, like I firmly believe that I am a more gritty person post engagement with CrossFit than I ever was prior to. So that's what that was kind of the argument that I made. So maybe it's both and. Um you gotta maybe be a little bit messed up to walk into the gym for the first time, like you gotta have a little bit of a like yeah, I like hard things are cool. that's fine. um but there is something about showing up every day, the consistency that that's required to see the results um that will make a gritty person
1: oh, that's great yeah I, I see the balance yeah. I can see it attracting the gritty person, and I certainly see it turning people into you know to gritty people I and mean, that makes a yeah, lot of sense to me for sure. In another, in a recent interview you did, um, you talked about like working to reset some misperceptions about the brand, the CrossFit brand. Yeah. In that vein, like, what tactics do you use to, to reset perceptions of such a well-known brand?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, a lot of it's the stuff that I was just talking about with um, like what's in the affiliate content kit, like the interviews with folks who maybe don't come across as like what would be recognized as is a, a traditional CrossFit athlete. I mean, one of the challenges that we, I think, we face is that the most public-facing media that we create um, in this is because of the, you know, the partnerships we have with CBS and have had with MB or uh, with ESPN in the past. Is like people see cross the CrossFit Games on live TV. So when people see the CrossFit Games, they see. I mean, you made this point yourself. Like these athletes are freaks. Like <laughs> they're doing amazing. Like the, the things that they can do with their bodies is bananas. Um, and that's like just on the elite men's and women's side, like not to mention the 80 year old, um, people that are doing weighted pull-ups and the, you know, the 12 year old, um, boys and girls that are doing like, that are walking on their hands, like the breadth of capacity that, um, the audience is exposed to when they see a live broadcast of the CrossFit games is hard to, relate to in a lot of ways the thing that we have to do a much better job of is um making people recognize that that's not normal (laughs) like it's not normal it's normal in the context of like professional athleticism um but it's not normal in the in the in the instance of like what happens in a regular gym like you walk into a in any crossfit affiliate you might I mean, you have a 0.01% chance of seeing somebody whose games level fit if you walk into a regular CrossFit. And, and that's like, that's statistically true. Um, if you look at the hundreds of thousands of people that do the, the CrossFit open every year, the people that make it to the games are the 0.01%, not the 0.1%, the 0.01%. So that's the, the thing that we've got to get better at like showcasing. And some of the stuff we put in the content kit, like, highlighting interviews with people whose lives have truly been changed, have lost hundred pounds, who've, who've stopped taking medications for heart disease and for type two diabetes. That's the, that's the stuff that just like rips you apart. You see it. I mean, we've got some stuff coming up, man. I wish I could tell you more about, about it, but like the stuff that we will be talking about at the beginning of 2023, um, I think it's gonna, it's gonna, um, move some people. There are, and this is, again, back to credit to the team that's been telling these stories for 22 years. When you walk into a gym and you see people doing things that they didn't think they could do before they walked into a CrossFit gym, when you see people whose lives have fundamentally been changed in a positive way, who can experience life in a way that they never thought they would be able to experience life, it's amazing. So that's, I think, how we, that's how we change those perceptions. Um, it's just by being more uh, you know, aggressive, maybe, about telling those stories.
1: That's solid. I mean, you, you talked a little bit earlier about, you know, CrossFit has really big goals to to reach new people who have not been exposed to this brand and, and the workout. Mm-hmm. There's a story that you're sharing about that and even more to come in 2023, which I'm excited about. Yeah. What about technology in that, though? How are you using technology to work towards that aim? Like, are there some tools that you're excited about in, and getting that story out there in new ways, if so, like w- what's been most helpful?
0: yeah, I mean, I, I think the tools that we're using are tools that everybody has used, you know, like we're really big on email, um, the audience that we have is huge, um, social has been kind of where where the brand was born in a lot of ways, so those are like those are platforms probably more than tools, but the the thing that We have to do a much better job of, and I, and this is, um, I don't know if there's a specific tool, um, that's going to enable us to do this necessarily, or if it's just getting better and getting into the rhythm of this as a process, an enormous part of our community that does CrossFit doesn't speak English. We have historically not been great at translating the content that we're building here for audiences to consume outside of English speaking communities. We've got an incredible um, country manager program that's led by um, our director of uh, gym opera- international gym operations, Daniel Chafee. And they. we've got a group of country managers that are just now getting access to some of the tools that we use kind of at, at the HQ level to create content. And one of the goals that our team has is to create kind of a templated um, out of the box system to enable the country managers and folks on the ground in those communities to build the same content that we're building at the same level of like the same production value, but for themselves. Because what that what that gives them an opportunity to do is showcase people in their own community, in their own language, in their own environments, telling the same story that we're telling here to a community that really in a lot of ways hasn't even seen or heard about any of this stuff from us. So that's one of the, and I don't know again, if that answers the question about technology we're using. Um, If if there will be some technological um, requirements to make that happen.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, That's one. Um, I think the other thing that's really interesting for us is on the education side of our business, that that is the closest we get to a direct to consumer or a consumer like play. We have 125,000 coaches um, in the world right now. Um, the number of new coaches we get every year um, is huge. We, tons of new coaches come into the ecosystem every single year and they interact with us directly. So they buy, the, they buy a, a course, a, a product from us. Um, we actually just launched um, for all of our online courses, we just launched on Shopify. So that's a new thing for us. We just did a corporate um, migration into Salesforce, for example, for managing all the relationships uh, and all the data around the affiliate and the coach data. So that's another new thing, like all of our customer success and um, uh, teams are using Salesforce as a way to like create a true universal profile for the people who are in our ecosystem that's a huge i think unlock for us just knowing who people are where they are in their journey what um experience they have with us um so that we can kind of tailor not their not necessarily all their experience but tailor the approach to interacting with them we've got a we had been sending out our email a day on one platform we just transitioned all of our email to a new platform that enables us to do better segmentation um i think there's going to be some improvements in the way that we interact with people through those channels as well, just because of better knowledge about who they are. Again, that's like a kind of a universal um, account kind of idea that's floating around. Um, I think those are some of the things that we'll do that'll make us better. Some of that stuff is just really simple block blocking and tackling and it's stuff that's needed to have been done for a while. Um, but we've got a really great tech team that's been just turning out really big projects for us lately. Um, that's really exciting. And I think it amplifies the opportunity that we have to, to tell better stories to people based on who they are and where they are.
1: Mm, solid. Now, we, we often ask a lot of our, our guests uh, questions about employee retention, but mm-hmm. you know, given the nature of how your business is structured, CrossFit's got this significant community component to it. Yeah. I just had a couple of questions. Um, how does CrossFit help to ensure customer retention?
0: So customer retention in terms of the retention of people who are inside an affiliate that keep coming back. Sure. Yeah. So um, that's back to the toolkit piece. Okay. Like, that's okay. something that we had not played a, a big role in in the past, mm-hmm. but it's something that we've been stepping into a little bit more. The, the really cool thing about our team, Jeremy, is that a lot of the people that work for CrossFit HQ have been affiliate owners in the past. I mean, our director of um, of ops, U.S. Ops, affiliate ops um, is a multiple gym owner. He was an affiliate owner for several years, is a former games athlete, um, is an you know L3 coach. Like they're incredible amount of knowledge about how this ecosystem works. And um, the our entire team is like that. Um, people are credentialed, people have owned affiliates, people have worked in the gyms, um, we know this business inside and out and also have deep personal relationships with a lot of the people in our community that are doing this work so we're taking all that knowledge from the from the work we've done ourselves from the relationships that we've built um to create systems and tools that um if the affiliate wants to use them like we're gonna put it out there for them if they if they're like nope I got it. This is my own business. We also don't want to take that away from them either, because that's something that still is very true about the way that we run um, this company is like the affiliates really are independent business owners. But some of those tools that we're creating are absolutely um, intended to help improve retention. And, and not only just retention, but like actual improved experiences. Because if you're having a great experience inside of your gym, you're not leaving. Like you're just not like your life is better when you're there. And we, we actually have stories like this. Some of the stories our media team has told, like people have, will do CrossFit, their life will change. They're like, oh, cool. Got it. we will stop doing CrossFit. And like life falls apart. Oh shit. I got to go figure out what was wrong. Oh, I should probably start going across it again. They go back and um, things get back on the, you know, get back on the right path. And the experience inside the the gym um, inside the affiliate is is powerful. So um, retention doesn't seem to be a huge challenge in a lot of cases for really, for really successful uh, affiliate owners.
1: That's awesome. Okay. Lastly, what's next for CrossFit? Like how will CrossFit kind of continue to innovate in 2023 and beyond? Give us a little vis- vision of what's to come. And-
0: yeah, I mean, I, I think I said it a little bit at the beginning, but um, just taking the storytelling and finding distribution opportunities for that story Historically, we've done that through just owned channels. Um, in in fact, this past year in August was the first time we ever launched a, an actual marketing campaign, like a paid marketing campaign. It's the first time we would ever spent wow. money in that way.
1: Wow! Wow!
0: That's going to change. Um, it has to change if we want to. If we want to grow the number of people who do CrossFit every day, um, we got to just go. We have to go talk to more people. Reach has to explode. Number of impressions that we're generating has to explode. Um, so that that to me feels like the biggest thing that um, will change. The other the other big thing that changes um, is just, and we've we've obviously talked quite a bit about this. Is just the the level of support that HQ will continue to provide to our different different audiences: people who do CrossFit, people who own CrossFit gyms, and people who coach CrossFit. There's things that we need to do in those spaces too to help people understand how to level up as coaches, how to level up as business owners, and how to level up as athletes being really focused on those things gives us just a really clear path to what we need to go be doing.
1: And what does 2023 look like for Keith Knapp?
0: Man, I'm just freaking excited, man. Like I'm just, I I can't even tell you how weird this feels. Like I talked to, so Gary Gaines, um, who's GM of international and affiliates, when I was kind of going through the interview process, he was like, Keith, I wake up every day. I look at my calendar. It is packed and I am pumped. And I'm like, cool. I kind of get it. It, And now I wake up every day. I look at my calendar. It's packed and I'm freaking pumped. Like it's like, (laughs) it's really hard to, and I've had like a really wild winding career, like done a lot of fun things and have worked with a lot of really great people. I mean, the, the most recent role I had was, um, in a, at a bike company, so I sold high end bikes um, online, and that was awesome because it was like selling bikes. What's cooler than that? Well, working for CrossFit's cooler than that. Is what it's like. <laughs> it, it's um, I I kid you not. I wake up in the morning and I have to question like, oh my gosh, is this really my life? So yeah, I mean that 2023 is just like focusing on that, really getting hammered away at that, and um, the the other cool thing about um my life we didn't necessarily cover off on it too much. I also have four kids. Um my wife and I have four kids. We've got a an a, a almost 11-year-old, 7-year-old, 4-year-old uh, and an almost 2 2-year-old. Two wow. Three girls and then and a little boy and whether it's 2022, 2023, 2033, like that's first for me, man. Like I I love the experience of being a dad. Like it's just cool for me. Um, this summer, actually, for the first time, we started doing a training series for my oldest daughter and some of her friends. It started out like, Hey, we're going to do like a couple of workouts over the summer. Um, we did one with her and two of her friends. The week after that, we had 11 kids in our garage. A week after that, we had 23 kids in our garage. Um, week after that, we had 28 kids in our garage and we had all our parents. And it was like, that's another cool thing about, um, about CrossFit is like, if you see it, you got to go be a part of it. And, or if you hear about it, the way that, that that, that, like excitement traveled just in our own community of my daughter's friends who play the same sports as she plays was really cool. And I think there's something in 2023 for me, which will be a little bit more around, like a, maybe a, a little bit of a focus on honing and, and building on some of that um, community that we started in the summer you know my wife and i also coach um our daughter's um school's track team so we've got last year we had 60 kids wow 60 girls between kindergarten and uh fourth grade on our team this year we're handing off the kindergarten age because we've got two kids that have aged out so we'll coach second to sixth graders this year and um that's another thing that's like just always fun for us like I don't know if you can tell, we got a lot of stuff going on uh, all, always. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but I like it that way. We we like it that way. Busy is better. Um, it keeps us keeps us on our toes. So yeah, twenty twenty three. There's so much. In, there's so much out there um, from an opportunity perspective that uh, a short answer was probably impossible.
1: I love that. I'm like, how do you, I mean, there's so much happening. I'm like, oh, and you also coach a track team while you're in the midst of a a really exciting opportunity at CrossFit while you're a dad of four. It's interesting because you you're actually opposite of us. We have three boys and a girl at our house and you get a little bit older. We've got twins that are two and then we have two four year olds. So basically two sets of twins and it's wild, dude. So save your playbook, please. because we have, I mean, they're coming up in a game and it, we're like, all right, it's a it's a full court press, man. You already know.
0: For sure.
1: For sure. Thanks so much, man. Let's get into some fun lightning round questions and Let's then we'll wrap. Are, are you ready? Uh, I think so, I think so. I think you're ready. Okay, yeah. before we get into these, uh, if you don't know, you should know, this podcast is brought to you by Salesforce. If you wanna learn more, head over to salesforce.com forward slash marketing. We've got Keith Knapp in the house, director of marketing for CrossFit, Uh, They're changing the game, literally excited for you, Keith. First question, what fact about you might surprise coworkers who have never met you in real life?
0: Oh, man, this is a weird one in a virtual world. Uh, I actually just met most of my team a couple of weeks ago. And I I would, I mean, I guess who have not met you in real life feels like a physical thing. Like I, um, most folks in CrossFit, I think this is changing a little bit, but tend to be a little bit on the shorter side. Um, I'm six foot, which makes me way above average for a CrossFit athlete. So that would be maybe one thing in a non-physical context. And this is something that comes up after maybe a couple of drinks at dinner. Um, I'm actually a classically trained tenor. Um, Whoa. so that's always something that's like a fun, like we're, you know, like, and this has happened in a couple of different professional contexts where like, you know, after dinner out, people are like, Oh, you know, what's going on sitting in the hotel lobby or something. And that fact will come up and I'll break into like an Ave Maria or a Requiem (laughs) and people are like, what's this guy? You know, it's like, (laughs) so that's, that's, um, probably a weird one that, that uh, a little bit different.
1: I like it. You're a a real Renaissance man. There's no doubt about that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) what's your best remote work tip?
0: Oh man. I think it's probably the, the same man remote work. I, we're all still like trying to figure this thing out. I think to actually say I have a tip that makes a difference is probably a little bit egotistical, <laughs> but um, I'll say that this, and this is a tip that's true, whether you're in um, a remote environment or whether you're in person, just bring yourself to work.
1: Mm, it's good.
0: It's really easy in in a physical context to do that because you're interacting with people in a, in a non-work context all the time. In, an, in a remote environment where the, the face-to-face interactions we have with people are literally meetings, it's harder to do that. So um, I would say figure out a way to purposefully bring yourself, like yourself, mm. your personal um, like tendencies and your mannerisms outside of just like running through an agenda. That has changed my relationship with work and our relationship with the people I work with tremendously when you can just like, hey, I, I recognize we got like a meeting we got to get through and there's some topics that we've got to address, but like, how are your kids? Like, are your kids good? My kids are crazy. Uh, or, you know, like, how was your weekend? You know, like, it's, it sounds really like cliche in a, in a lot of way, but um, it's, it changes everything. Like, if you just bring yourself to work.
1: That's good. If you could not work in this amazing industry, what profession would you choose?
0: Uh, by industry, do you mean marketing, or by industry, do you mean like CrossFit? I would say,
1: yeah, CrossFit. Yeah, not going to happen. <laughs> it's, it's just <laughs> okay. not going to
0: happen. Fantastic. Um, I I feel like it would be it would, it would be in the coaching context. Um, okay. And I don't know if I would do that as a CrossFit coach or and open a gym or um, if I would uh, go back to you know I I like I we coach track. I coached high school pole vault. Um, I was a pole vaulter in high school. Oh, so sweet. Oh, there's like. Cool. I I love coaching. There's some, and that's probably why I also love CrossFit as much as I do. Because like there is a, there's an explicit like need to improve, and I love I love being on that journey with people.
1: Awesome. So, let's see. What is the first thing you thought about this morning?
0: The first thing I think about almost every morning uh, is coffee. (laughs) Um, That's like the first thing I like consciously think of. I think the first thing I subconsciously think of is where are my socks. Um, okay. I, cause I work, I work out in the morning. It's the first thing I do. I wake up, have a cup of coffee, go work out. And, uh, I, like, I usually lay out my stuff that I'm going to work out. Like we've got, a, I got a, like a little rocking chair next to my bed and, um, my socks are the first thing I put on when I wake up like, Oh, socks. So.
1: Okay. If you could use marketing to, you know, send a message on billboards all over the world, what would it be?
0: Keep going. Love that. Keep going. Yeah. It's, um, It's, it's true um, in everything, man, like just keep showing up. Um, There's more times than I can count that where if I stopped when the first obstacle showed up, I don't even know it. I mean, I wouldn't have gone to college. I certainly would not have been an athlete. Um, I never would have graduated. Um, I would not have been um, in a position to marry my wife. Um, which means I wouldn't have kids. I mean, there's like there's so many things that like if the first time an obstacle was put in my way, I just said, All right, cool, nothing would have happened. So keep going.
1: Mm, I love it. Okay. Last question, because this conversation, Keith, is gonna live on for all of eternity. You know, we always say we want to create conversations that last <laughs> a thousand years. So look, this is gonna live on forever. Forever. And the last question the last question I have for you is like, what message do you have for your eleven, seven, four, and almost two year old?
0: Gosh, um, I love you. I love you. Like there is, phew, it's a good question, Jeremy. Um, and that's that's the answer for sure. Um, there is that's the first thing I tell them when they wake up in the morning. Last thing I tell them before they go to bed at night is I was actually joking with my wife about this last night. Um, our four year old. She uh, she goes to school uh, at, at preschool, so she goes to school l- later than her older sister. So she gets a little bit of extra time at bed before with us and with the the little boy. And when I take her to bed, she says, "Good night, daddy. Love you. Sweet dreams. Don't let the bed bugs bite." And if you don't say those things back to her, like in the exact same order, or like if I say like, "Don't let the bed bugs bite. Sweet dreams. Love you," she's like, "No." They're like she'll just keep <laughs> saying it until you say it in the right order. Um, and it's, it's cool, man, like being able to say that, um, be, being in a position where I have four amazing kids, um, I love you, without a doubt.
1: It's amazing. Well, Keith, this has been the highlight of my day today, man. I was really excited to get to know you and connect. And look, big shout out to you, the entire CrossFit family, man, I'm excited about where this brand is at, but more importantly, where you guys are going, dude. Congratulations, thanks for being on Marketing Trends. Keep rocking and keep going.
0: Thanks so much, Jeremy. Yeah, I love it.
1: You have eight seconds to make a connection or risk a click away onto the next topic. The difference lies in your ability to deliver relevant experiences to your audience across devices and across channels. But delivering on a really great experience is impossible without the right people and the right technology. You've got the right people, but your technology choices will make or break someone's experience with your brand. At the center of gravity of your digital experience, Brightspot Content Management System can deliver relevant content, personalized experiences, and cross channel synergies to create unforgettable brand experiences. So you can be a bright spot in someone's day. Head over to brightspot.com forward slash marketing trends to find out right now. From global crisis to hunger relief efforts, the messages you deliver save lives, inform important decision-making, and help keep communities safe and sound. The speed and scale of your content needs to be delivered faster and on a much larger scale. Brightspot content management system has supported some of the world's largest brands to communicate on a global scale. From Johnson & Johnson sharing critical information with their customers to helping Whole Foods tell their brand story to a global audience, BrightSpot is designed to handle rapid iteration and personalized messages to those you care about most. Learn more at brightspot.com forward slash marketing trends.